This is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Well, I thought it might be good this morning to feed back to you on the last few months. Would you like that? I'm glad you said yes. It would have been a problem if you'd said no. So, <laughs> this is not... Hands up, no, we've done the hands up for that. <laughs> this, is not, <laughs> this is not a proper preach, whatever that is. Um, but I, I, I've got some things I feel God's laid on my heart. This would not be our normal style, our normal style. Uh, well, my normal style, I've got no idea what you've done for the last three months. But my normal style is, uh, is to open up God's Word and read a passage of Scripture together and we apply it. This is not quite like that, but I feel it's what's right for this morning. So my last message before we went on sabbatical uh, three or so months ago was I described our sabbatical uh, as being for rest, reading, reflection and reorientation. Do you like that? Four R's. Rest, reading, reflection and reorientation. And I had stolen some of those from my American friends who I was talking to uh, about our sabbatical. But I felt that would be a good description of what we were asking God for over the last little while. And so the question is, has it been that? Has it been uh, restful? Has there been reading and reflection and reorientation? And I think the answer to that would be yes. That's good, isn't it? And it has been all of those things. And uh, I thought I'd give you a little summary of what God's been doing in us and with us. Uh, and then we're going to look at some things that we feel God has been saying. So at the end of, half, at the end of my half term, we went away as a family together. Went away, I had a few days in York, in a bungalow. Uh, I know uh, many of you gave into a gift for us, and thank you so much for that. That enabled us to get away at half term, which was great and a really good start to uh, our sabbatical. We enjoyed it. The kids loved it. Uh, we found a great uh, last minute deal of this uh, bungalow just outside York, complete with a hot tub in the garden. <laughs> which wasn't really hot, was it? It was more of a slightly mediocre, medium to cold tub. But it was good nevertheless. And, uh, and, the, and the kids loved it. So that was a great start. Um, a few weeks after that, we had a weekend away on our own, just Sarah and I, with no little people. That was wonderful. Uh, I had planned to go to a conference up in Harrogate uh, for a week. That didn't happen in the other conference, did, but I didn't get there uh, because I ended up in hospital, which wasn't part of my plan. This was the less good part. Um, but my back decided to give out and uh, I ended up in the back of an ambulance um, having all the available gas and air and getting taken into A&E having a few days on morphine and diazepans. That wasn't part of my plan, but um, it's all good now and uh, back seems to have recovered uh, well. I had some retreat time. I actually ended up with more than I'd initially planned. A total of five days away, a two-day, a one-day, and another two-day. And I found a fantastic place uh, in the Peak District, not too far out of the city, but easy for me to get to, just, just away from things, and found a great little location where I can go and pray and be with God and read and reflect. Uh, it's been an oasis, it really has. So I'm not going to tell you where that is. <laughs> I love you all very much. 
but it's been uh, just great to find something to get away uh, and to be with God. And I'll talk about that again a little bit later. We had a, a lovely family holiday uh, at the end of August. Uh, it was great. We got some sun. And um, that was our three months. And it went far quicker, perhaps, than we anticipated. We had lots of walks together. Uh, Sarah and I, we drank lots of coffee together. Costa may well be going uh, under now that we're not there quite so often. Uh, We also had lots of meetings uh, with social workers regarding a little person that uh, we look after in foster care. That took up a lot of our our time and emotional uh, energy as well. But it was good to be able to have the space to devote to that uh, as well. So that was our three months. That was uh, what we got up to. But the thoughts of having a sabbatical, for me, started at the end of last year. I was on a plane uh, coming back from Cambodia, uh, where I'd been for 10 days or so, uh, working with some churches and leaders out there that we've got connections with. Uh, And I began reading a book that I'd put off for a very long time. It's been on my bookshelf for a while, but I haven't gone to it. And it's called The Emotionally Healthy Leader. And I'd put it off because I suspected that I wasn't. And I didn't need a book to tell me that. Um, But a number of friends had recommended it to me. And so, obediently, I put it in my suitcase. And uh, when you're sitting on a plane for about 14 hours, I'm thinking, okay, well, let's start reading this thing. And, uh, and see what God might say through it. And so I started reading, and um, the book started to talk a lot about uh, issues around pace of life and rhythms. That's having a Sabbath regularly, weekly, and sabbaticals. And uh, I realised that this book was coming from a position um, that really I hadn't ever given an awful lot of thought to. I do quite a lot of reading. I read a lot of books uh, on the Bible, that's good, isn't it? Yeah. About leadership and about, uh, about the Lord and uh, uh, what God's doing. I don't read an awful lot of books that have words like emotionally or emotion in the title. In fact, it's probably the first ever book I've read that has got such a word in the title. And maybe you can see why I was putting it off for so long. But I realised that if I was going to process what God was speaking to me about through it, I needed some space to do that. I couldn't do that at a normal pace of life. I thought, well, maybe maybe I need a sabbatical then. And after leading uh, for 15 years, that seemed like a good idea. Uh, And so our leadership team and, uh, and trustees were... Very gracious, and we uh, managed to work the diary in such a way that we could uh, have that time uh, just over the summer, and that's been a real blessing to us. So the first book I I read uh, was called Reset uh, by David Murray, and I would describe this as a book aimed at middle-aged men, especially pastors. Oh, I thought, that would be me then. And so I started reading this, and the summary was, well, I guess you can write the summary down in two words. It was this, slow down. Slow down. Don't say yes to everything. Plan margin in your life. All the sorts of things that I'm not terribly good at. All the sorts of things that, you know, maybe those who are close to me, you might guess who it might be, would have said to me over recent years, 
but um, haven't always, if I'm honest, taken notice of that. <laughs> but I'm reading this in a book thinking, somebody said this to me before. And I'm reading about slowing down and um, not saying yes to everything. Planning margin in my life. I'm thinking, I think God might be speaking to me. One quote I came across in a book was this, whatever we focus our hearts on first in the morning will shape our entire day. Whatever we focus our hearts on first in the morning will shape our entire day. And you know sometimes you read things or somebody says something, it's like a punch in the stomach, it's, oh, it just hits you. This hit me and it hit me hard. And I knew that I needed to reshape my walk with God and reshape my life with him. It needed to have a new priority in my life. And so then I went on to, to read and to journal my way through the Emotionally Healthy Leader. Well, journaling is a whole new thing for me. So I'm, I'm starting to think about what I'm feeling. This is a whole new language for me. It's like me going to Rupert and saying, Rupert, will you teach me Spanish? And I know very little Spanish apart from sangria. Uh, and hola, hola, sangria. And um, that's about it, really. And it'd be like me going to Rupert and saying, can you teach me Spanish? And it'd be a whole new language for me to learn. I'm reading this book and thinking, this is a whole new language that I'm needing to learn about. And uh, so I started to think about what I'm feeling and uh, after my first couple of days away, I'd written a load of stuff down, and Sarah and I went out for coffee. So, oh, now what have you been reading? What have you been, what have you been, uh, been looking at? And I'm, I'm really excited. I've been journaling and writing about what I feel. I'm, I'm expressing this like no one has ever done it before. <laughs> Thinking I've discovered a whole new thing that no one has done in the history of mankind. And, you know, Sarah's used to doing this sort of thing. And um, for her, it's, uh, it's quite normal. For me, it's new. And so I felt God start to speak to me through reading this book. And one of the characteristics that Pete Cesaro talks about in, in the book, he says one of the characteristics of emotionally unhealthy leaders is that they do more ministry for God than their relationship with God can sustain. So again, the characteristic of emotionally unhealthy leaders is they do more ministry for God than their relationship with God can sustain. This is the second punch in the stomach for me. I've been pretty busy and there's been lots going on. I've been seeking to do lots for God and be obedient to his call on on my life, on our lives. But this, this made me ask a question. Is it coming out of my relationship with God? Or is it just be me being busy and working hard? So I'm not against working hard, but I was realising that what God was calling me to do was to come out of and be a fruit of my relationship with him. Rather than just work hard and be busy. And I realised that my doing for God has increased quite a lot over recent years. So the question for me was, has my being with God increased at the same rate? And I realised as I started to think about these things that I have to say, no, it hasn't. Peter Zaro goes on and says that emotionally healthy leaders 
lead more out of who they are rather than what they do. He says we lead more out of who we are than of what we do. So I felt God speaking to me and challenging me as I was reading and I was reflecting and thinking about these things. You know, it's not that I hadn't got a relationship with God. It wasn't that I wasn't praying or reading his word. I was. But I realised that God was speaking to my heart about the priority that I was giving that and the time that I was giving that in my life and the way that I was leading out of it. So God was speaking to me about my relationship with him. So much so that I've come up with a new job description. It's a little humorous. It perhaps doesn't cover everything. But I think you'll get the heart of it. I've realised that a summary of my job description should be as follows. Get happy in God, stay there, and hear from heaven. Do you like it? Get happy in God, stay there, hear from heaven. Because everything else then flows out of that. Everything else should flow out of those things. Then, you know, the best thing that I can do for me, the best thing that I can do for my marriage, the best thing that I can do for my family, and actually the best thing that I can do for you as church family is to get happy in God, stay there, and hear from heaven. Allow everything else to flow out of that. It sounds a bit, doesn't it, like... um, well, the apostles said in Acts 6, when they needed help in the ministry of the church, they said, Acts 6, verse 4, we would devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word. They realised that they needed to make some changes. And I realised that I was needing to make some changes too. In a moment, I may be asking you the question, is God speaking to your heart this morning? Are there any changes that he's asking you to make? But before we get there, let me tell you what the actions were for me. Because I'm, I'm pretty action-orientated. I like doing stuff. I like that being, you know, so therefore it means this. So I had to start to think, well, this is all very good, but what does it mean? What am I going to do with it? What do I do about it? So what are my learnings as, I've, as we come to the end of our sabbatical well it's it's these things i think these will perhaps be the summary of what i feel god's speaking to me about a slower pace of life a fresh priority for my relationship with god daily a monthly retreat to a secret place that i'm not telling you (laughs) not being out every evening slowing down allowing there to be margin and allowing god to speak to me now, these decisions these decisions clearly will have uh, an impact on, uh, on what I do, but I'm trusting they will result in a better, more emotionally healthy and spiritually full grain. Thank you. And if that is the case, then that will benefit not just me and my family, but it will benefit us together as Jubilee, us as a church family together. I came across a great quote uh, last night, and uh, I'm just trying to find it because I didn't have time to put it in my 
uh, in, in my notes, it's, uh, it's this. Pete Grieg said this. A full schedule and a full heart are rarely the same thing. The pace of grace is slow. Love must sometimes hide. Life needs time to breathe. Good, isn't it? A full schedule and a full heart are rarely the same thing. So I want to make sure that I'm in a place where I'm leading out of what God is doing in me and that together we're, we're hearing God as a result of it. You know, I, I want there to be more joy in, uh, in my serving God and, uh, and in serving him. So I've done a few practical things to help me. Would you like to know what they are? Yes. yes. Okay. So number one, I'm endeavouring to make the first thing that I do each day to spend time with God. It's become a new priority for me. First thing. After everything else. Uh, everything else comes after that. Actually, it's not the first thing. The first thing is money out of tea. And this is the, this is the first thing to, to, to be with the Lord. So it means getting up earlier, which I'm not always good at, but it also means going to bed earlier so I can get up earlier. I had to make some changes. Secondly, I've made some changes to my phone. Now, this might sound really silly, but believe me, this has helped me know it. Those of you who know me will know that I'm, you know, some would say permanently attached to said electronic device, which I like. It's very useful. It helps me a lot. But I realise that if I, you know, pick my phone up and I use a Bible reading app on my phone, I find that helpful, it gives me a programme of reading to do, I recommend it to you. You know, I've got lots of stuff on my phone. So I'm turning it on first thing in the morning and immediately I'm thinking, oh, shiny things. Oh, news. Oh, social media. Oh, emails and text messages. It's all there and I'm distracted. And then uh, 15 minutes later, I'm thinking, I haven't got to my Bible yet. So what I've done, I've changed my homepage on my phone. So the only thing on it is my Bible app. So when I switch the phone on, I'm not distracted by all the other stuff that I could so easily be distracted by. Now, you may be far more disciplined than I. You may think that's not a problem for you, in which case that's great. But for me, I knew I needed to hide that stuff on another page. So that first thing in the morning... I'm coming to my phone going, right, I'm going to read God's word to start the day. I'm going to pray, I'm going to be with him. I'm not distracted by anything else. I've taken Facebook off the phone. That's been good. I, I watched a, uh, a recording of uh, one of the speakers at the HTB Leadership Conference this year uh, at one point, And uh, John Gray, he said this, he said, You're so caught up in Facebook that you can't get your face in his book. You're so caught up in Facebook that you can't get your face in his book. Well, I've tried to do something about that. The other thing I've done is I've set my Bible app to come up with a verse of the day at lunchtime. And what I'm finding is that that will bleep at me at lunchtime and it forces me to stop, to read, to think, 
to engage and pray. And it's another point in the day where I'm brought back to God's word and to his work in my life. Really, really easy to do. But actually, it's made a big difference. And then thirdly, I'm starting to, uh, to make changes to my diary and routine as well. But if God is saying these sort of things to me, I wonder this morning, what might he be saying to you? Jesus said this in John 10. He said, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come, Jesus said, that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus wants you to have a life to the full in him. He really does. A life that is full of him. A life that is full of his presence. And so let me ask you a question, if I may. How is your relationship with God? How are you doing with that? Does anybody else even know, apart from you? Now, maybe this week, you should have a trusted friend ask you that question. And then give them an honest answer. How's your relationship with God? Really? We sat down as a leadership team uh, last week and uh, we had a pretty honest conversation as I was beginning to mull over some of these, these thoughts. And um, I think being accountable in this is so important. One of the reasons that I'm telling quite a lot of people about these things is not in any way sense to brag by any means. It's this. It's that I need the accountability. And the more people I tell about it, the more people I've got on my case <laughs> if, it go, if it doesn't work for them. <coughs> so it's easy for me to start, stand here and say now, well, these are the things I've put in place. How am I doing in three months' time? Well, I've got some trusted friends that are going to ask me that question. How are you doing on this now? I wonder, have you got those friends around you who are going to ask you that question? How's your soul? How's your heart? People said of the disciples in Acts 4, they noticed that they had been with Jesus. Now, the disciples, they were physically hanging around with Jesus for three years. But I love the phrase. People noticed that they had been with Jesus. Wonder, could that be said of you? Could it be said of me? I can think of a few people I've known over the years where it's just obvious that they have been with Jesus. Maybe you can think of a few. You just know they've been hanging out with the Lord. You can see it in their countenance, in their demeanour, the way they speak. So how's your soul? How's your heart? I had an ECG on my heart this week and uh, you go to the hospital and they uh, put that pads on you and uh, then it reads out on a graph uh, how your heart is and uh, I had this done this week it made me think if the Lord was to do a spiritual ECG on your heart what would it show? what would it show? you see the Father wants a relationship with you he loves to spend time with you. He wants to reveal his love to you. And, and this morning, if you've been walking with the Lord for years, then he still wants to reveal more of his love to you. 
wants to reveal more of his heart to you. He's got some fresh things to say to you. He wants to remind you of his goodness and his grace. He's got some new stuff to say from his word. As you open it up and spend time in his presence, he wants to speak afresh to you. And if maybe this morning you're here as a guest, a visitor, maybe you come with a friend, maybe you wouldn't describe yourself as a Christian, then actually for you this morning, the Lord wants to reveal his love to you, his goodness to you. He wants to tell you that he's created you for a relationship with himself. And he wants you to enjoy that relationship with him. And the good news is he's done everything required to make it possible. Everything required to make it possible. So for me, I've needed to make some practical changes. And I'm starting to work those through in my life. I wonder, are there any practical changes that you need to make this morning? During our, our worship time, uh, Izzy brought uh, a word, which is really an invitation to intimacy. I think I'd summarise it as. And it's like the Lord was calling us into a relationship with himself. And um, I believe that's what he's doing this morning. I believe he's calling us into a relationship with himself. If you're a, a leader in any area of church life this morning, God wants you to lead out of your relationship with him. Not that working hard is bad, but it's what's the root. The root needs to be our life in God, our relationship with him. If you're a Christian and you know and love Jesus, he wants you to follow him out of that relationship with him. He wants that to grow, grow in intimacy. I'd love to invite the, uh, the band back up and we're going to pray for one another in a moment. So I feel there's a response that God is speaking to us about. I've um, tried to be honest with you and um, told you what God's been speaking to me about and what the response is that I've needed to put in place and what God's been speaking to me about my heart. I wonder what is he saying to you this morning? What's the, what's the Lord speaking to you about this morning? What is it that has, maybe the Holy Spirit has highlighted out of what we've looked at together. Do you want to bring that? Bring that? Rupert, can I have that mic, please? Yeah. Um, just off the back of what Brian's been saying, really, um, I just felt that God is challenging all of us this morning and he's asking us the question, what are we living for? Are we living for the next promotion at work? Are we living for the biggest house? Are we living for material things? Are we living to have perfect children, perfect family? Or are we living for God? And I think God just wants to remind us that God is more interested in our character than what we do. If he asked you to lay everything down this morning and just to walk with God, could you do that? Could you just say to him, you know what? <laughs> You're everything to me. There is nothing that compares to you. And I think that's a real challenge for me and for Graham as he brought what he brought this morning. It's a challenge for us as a church. We want to be a church that is full of God. We want a church that is full of his love. We want a church that is passionate in our relationship with God. And sometimes you know what it's really tough 
to lay things down, it's tough to lay a job down, it's tough to lay money down, it's tough to lay worldly things down, but maybe God is calling you today to lay some things down, whatever that might be, and actually God is saying, give me back your time today, give me back your heart today, give me back maybe things that you've um, you put things in place, and actually God is saying, no, I, I want you back, God is a jealous God. And he's jealous for us this morning. He wants our hearts and he wants relationship with you again. Maybe you've lost that first love. Remember that time when you gave everything to God. You gave it to him that day when you gave your life to him. Maybe you've just lost that excitement. You've lost that first passion. And God's saying, you know what? I want you back. (laughs) I want you back this morning. So just hear that challenge. God is more interested in your character so let's be really clear this is as somebody said a little bit earlier this is not any sense of condemnation this is invitation this is invitation to relationship with our father so that's good isn't it he loves us he loves you he's created you for relationship he's created you as sons and daughters not of the king and uh, he wants to enjoy that relationship with you as you enjoy that relationship with him. Let's stand together. I'm going to ask Lane and the band to lead us in one song. And then I'm going to invite you to respond to what we're all saying. So let's lift our hearts to him. Let's lift our voices to Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk or come along on any Sunday morning.